African Spirituality versus Religion Did Jesus Raise Lazarus from the Dead? The Bible story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead is retelling the ancient African mythological characters of Osiris and Horus as aspects of the journey of the soul. The individual we know as Jesus Christ in modern times never existed. Everything about the individual was essentially backdated beginning in 325 CE at the Council of Nicaea. So here's what you'll learn in this video. Two themes of African spirituality that are central to the biblical gospel stories. Number two, the esoteric or secret meaning of Osiris. Number three, metaphorical keys to unlock the esoteric language of the Lazarus story. Number four, the esoteric meaning of Horus, a.k.a. Jesus. Number five, and finally breaking down the story and etymology of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. What you know is Jesus Christ actually existed as part of the ancient African spiritual system at least 10,000 years before Christianity. I know this is a bold statement in the face of all the seeming evidence that exists, but the truth is that outside of the Bible, there is no documented evidence that proves a historical Jesus Christ. Remove the Bible and his extraordinary deeds and miracles don't exist, except as the mythology of ancient Egypt. In this video, I'll help you fact check the Bible. The ancient Kemetic system is the only African spiritual system that will allow you to fact check the authenticity of the Bible as a revelation. Newsflash, it's not. I'll break down step by step the parts of the African spiritual system that become the biblical miracle of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. I'm going to break it down in a way that it will forever and consistently be broke. You must understand the mythological characters and what they esoterically symbolize before Christianity in order to fact check and decode the Bible story. We'll need to start with two central themes within the ancient African spiritual science, the noon and the soul. The central theme surrounding the stories of Osiris and Horus is about the journey of the spirit from the beginning of creation, emergence as an individualized soul, and the return to its origin. So let's get started. The journey from the noon and back. Within the Kemetic spiritual system, there's a common theme that everything in the universe began from one primordial source called the noon. The noon was an infinite abyss of watery chaos. The ancient Egyptians gave what would be considered an analysis of what was within the noon and the primordial gods, the Agduad, and the subsequent awakening of Atum. Now, I call the Agduad gods, but that's an error. They weren't gods. In the African system, they are functions of nature. In the ancient Egyptian system, a general name for these functions are natures. Our English word nature is a cognate of the word nature. In the ancient African cosmology, Osiris and Horus as metaphysical functions are part of our natural world too. The ancient Africans would say the soul is as natural as the body and the body as spiritual as the soul. The ancient Africans taught that all conscious spirit that began from the oneness of unity in the noon has infused within it the will to return to it. Upon the return or resurrection back into oneness, consciousness will be more enlightened and evolved through its journey than when it began. This is the central cosmological theme of the ancient Egyptians. They had a saying that encapsulated the idea, in the beginning is Ba and in the end is Ba. 
Translated, it means in the beginning is spirit and in the end is spirit. So let's move forward to the central character in the journey, the journey of the soul. The soul became the central figure of this journey of the beginning and the return for the ancient Africans. For the ancient Egyptian spiritual system, they taught that there was a non-material world that is the foundation of our material world. They didn't think of it as separate as we do today. They acknowledged the idea of sounds and light beyond our physical senses to experience, but just as real as a physical experience. In the world beyond our senses, the soul exists as an energetic aware consciousness with infinite knowledge and intelligence. The soul having infinite awareness is central to understanding what Osiris represents. The soul would journey from the beginning in the noon, drop down or fall into the physical body and forget what it was. Along the way, it goes through difficulties that it must work through until an enlightened realization that causes the soul to remember its own magnificence. The ancient Egyptians told the story of the soul's journey through the myth of Osar and Heru, who became Osiris and Horus when the Greeks and then the Romans came to Egypt. I have to introduce the name of Osar because of its etymological importance later. So the journey of the soul is the second part of two central ancient Egyptian themes that is foundational to expose the biblical Jesus Christ story. The names have been changed to protect the deceit. Let's move forward to the specific characters in the Egyptian mythology. I'll break them down and then connect them to the Lazarus miracle. What does Osiris symbolize? Now that you have this cosmological background, I'll start with Osiris and what he represents. In the story of the journey and return to the noon, the Osiris is the portion of the soul the ancient Africans call the intermediate Ka that falls from heaven into the human body. The fall is not direct into the human body, but I have to kind of edit the story here. The ancient Egyptian idea of what constitutes a soul is much more detailed than what Christianity taught. In early Christianity, they dumbed down the idea of the soul so much that the term loses any significance for what the energetic aspect of you is being affected. For example, the higher Ka never descends into the body. It stays above as a lookout or guide, so to speak, for Osiris. You can think of the body as an automaton or zombie mind, and the intermediate Ka animates it. The physical body is ruled over by its lower cause of emotion, our mind, physical and psychological makeup. The Osiris or intermediate Ka is trapped inside the physical body and wants to awaken this physical expression of itself to the full knowledge of its higher Ka or higher self as we call it in modern times. But the zombie mind wants to believe that it's the primary aspect of its existence. An ongoing battle ensues between logical mind and intuitive spirit. Now, if you understand what I just said, then you have the elemental foundation of the Jesus story and what it means conceptually. So give me a nod yes and a hallelujah and then I'll know you understand. If not, it will become clear as I unfold the story. The keys to unlocking the esoteric meaning. Now I need to give you some keys to unlock the esoteric meaning of the Jesus story in the Gospels. What's lost for most that read the Bible is that the point of view of the characters in the Gospels is from the soul, not a human body. A key to understanding the Bible is understanding Osiris as a stage of the cycle of the soul's journey before returning back to the noon. 
Osiris metaphorically is the spark of light that's implanted as a seed of divinity within mankind. Osiris is the soul or light is bound up within the body, but genderless. The one leg means the soul is not male or female. He's buried and waiting to be resurrected so that he can connect with the wisdom of the father, which is the higher Ka. In the Bible, the words death, dying, and die are talking metaphorically about the soul. Jesus dying on the cross esoterically means the soul descending into the physical body. The words blind, asleep, and death are states of the ego and physical person. Lazarus was asleep. The word light refers to the spark, but it can also refer to enlightenment, which is wisdom. The sun can be exchanged for the word light. For example, I am the light of the world can mean all of the above. Osiris is an archetypal aspect that's a part of every human being on the planet. Osiris is the soul within all mankind that is the seed buried in the womb of thy flesh with the potential to evolve into an enlightened being. Next up, Horus. The esoteric meaning of Horus, a.k.a. Jesus. So Osiris is, quote, buried in this body. While buried in the body, the soul is said to have died. Get it? Dead and buried. From the point of view of the soul, earth is the underworld. The soul in the heavens is fully aware and comes down into the underworld and metaphorically dies. This is why Osiris is called the god of the underworld. He is the spark of divinity buried within mankind that its higher self hopes to wake up. While in the body, the soul is in the valley of the shadow of death. While in the underworld, the zombie and its ego can take over and get caught up in what's happening in life. The newly realized state of awareness of the zombie awakening is called Horus, a.k.a. Jesus. Horus or Jesus heals the blind or awakens them. In that moment, Christ is born or resurrected. Again, depending on the point of view. I was blind, but now I see means you have become enlightened and aware. This is the key to unlock more scriptures and their esoteric meaning. The glyph for Osiris is a clue to the idea of becoming a Christ. His glyph is an eye and a throne. The eye is a symbol for awareness. This should also connect what the eye of Horus is about. Horus is the new realized state of awakening or having your eyes opened, or better yet, your third eye opened. The ancient Egyptians symbolized the mental and psychological aspect within an unaware person as a stubborn donkey. The Osiris, or intermediate Ka, finds it difficult to control the stubborn donkey. But his job is to guide the stubborn donkey along its path of awakening and become a fully realized and aware consciousness. Remember the story in Mark chapter 11, verse 1 through 11? Jesus was riding into Jerusalem on a donkey to triumphant cheers from the crowd. But now that you have the esoteric keys, you can decipher the symbolic meaning that as a Christ, he was in control of his lower cause or ego. This all is happening while the soul is in the valley of the shadow of death or the underworld of earth. That's the esoteric meaning. But we're taught the exoteric idea as a historical event happening to a physical person. Historicizing this mythological teaching about a spirit's desire to awaken us to our enlightened state strips it of its relevance of the story that we could even use today. Jesus and Christ are Horus and Osiris as two different states of being.
Jesus or Horus is the function of the revealer or awakener of the Osiris and the savior of the seed of divinity within mankind. In ancient Egypt, death came through ignorance, not of the body, but the second death for the soul that never becomes aware is lost. Therefore, Horus or Jesus is the soul salvation when wisdom is gained. When enlightenment occurs, you become a Christ. On one level, Horus, a.k.a. Jesus, is the archetypal function or act of a human being acquiring wisdom, not a historical person. So next, breaking down the story and etymology of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Now let's have a little fun and look at the miracle of Jesus and Lazarus through the decoded symbolism. One of the names for Osiris before the Greek rename was Asar. He was known as the Nebuchadnezzar or Lord Christ. The origin of the name Lazarus is a modification of the original title Al-Asar or the Lord. It was the Arabic prefix Al added to the name Asar. As the name was translated through different languages, the A was dropped and an S was added at the end to form the name Lazarus. Lazarus had two sisters, Mary and Martha. Both names are a cognate of the Egyptian word MR or Mary. One meaning of the Egyptian name is beloved, but on a spiritual science level, it means to magnetize or draw in. This is where the law of attraction ideas come from. Remember in the movie The Secret, they alluded to the Greeks having the secret centuries ago. Well, guess where the Greeks got the secret from? They're African teachers, of course. Have you ever wondered why Jesus had so many Marys around him? It's because in the spiritual science, the natural function of feminine netters were the environment that attracted certain seeds to produce experience. The two sisters in the miracle of Lazarus were actually the ancient netters of Isis and Nephthys. Isis is symbolized with the throne on the top of her head, and Nephthys is symbolized with the square and a right angle symbol within the square on the top of her head. This is the symbol for a house in Egyptian hieroglyphs, or Medunetra, as the natives call it. You'll recognize these two Egyptian feminine functions based on how they're introduced in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 and 39. It's cleverly coded esoteric knowledge that is right under our nose. But unless you know the African connection, you will miss the veil symbolism. So here's the introduction of Mary and Martha. I mean, Isis and Nephthys. In verse 38, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. Verse 39 says, She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. In these two scriptures, Martha or Nephthys opened her home to him, and Mary sat at the Lord's feet. The hieroglyphic symbols of Isis and Nephthys are cleverly disguised and referenced. Of course, once you know the keys, the rest of the story reads like a play, but it's no more than the spiritual science being explained. It's being explained to those that would know the esoteric symbols of Osiris being awakened from the dead by Horus as the function of the revealer of wisdom and truth. We've been taught that Jesus performed a miracle. In reality, it's a story of what's possible within you. You have the seed or spark of God within you. 
On a deeper, more expanded level, it's about you assimilating your life experience to a point that you become energetically balanced. In Buddhism, it's called the middle way. It means to not be too extreme either way. In the Kemetic system, it's practicing ma'at, or being balanced. The story of Lazarus is not a miracle for you to marvel at and worship. It's explaining the archetypal journey that we all must take if we're to rise consciously. We must awaken from our slumber. The end. Thank you for watching. Like, subscribe, and share.